Jesus, we give you glory, we give you honor for this day. We thank you for your faithfulness and, and who you are. God, we can rely on you. We can rely on what you say. We can rely on that if you, you spoke a promise to us or you spoke something to us, you will fulfill it. That's what faith is all about. We believe in that if you spoke it, it will come to pass. If it is pertaining to my life, God, we believe that it will happen. In fact, your word says that, God, your word that goes out of your mouth will never return unto you void, but it will accomplish everything that you have sent it to do. So we grasp that tonight. We grasp that. We grasp that as we walk daily with you. That gives us the hope to know that you're going to do whatever we're asking you to do or needing you to do. And so we thank you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Well, the book of Hebrews talks about a rest that we enter in <laughs> when we know God or when we walk with God. And I believe it's in uh, Hebrews, the fourth chapter. Hebrews, the fourth chapter, I started about this rest that God gives us. He says, let us therefore fear lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached. This is how we come into rest. As well as unto them, but the word preached didn't profit them not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. See, that's how important faith is and the faith walk. Mm -hmm. When you receive the word, the word has to be mixed with faith or it won't profit you at all. It'll just be words. But because the word was not mixed with faith, it did not profit them that heard it. Such as if you sit here and listen to our broadcast, and you don't have the faith to believe that the word that we preach is the word that is truth, then we're just, to, to you, our words are just empty. Yeah. Then he says in verse 3, For we which have believed do enter in rest. Our faith in God makes it possible for us to enter in rest. There should never be a moment where our feathers are ruffled. Well, there may be moments that is ruffled. I don't want you to, to misunderstand me. But there shall never be a moment that our feathers are ruffled in helplessness. Like there ain't nothing going to change. See, humanness causes feathers to ruffle. But the peace of God that settles in our heart. Uh, who is that? Philippians says, uh, be careful for nothing but 
by everything in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, letting your requests be made, un be made known unto God. And then he comes in and says, and the peace of God, which passeth all, un you can't understand why you got peace. Yeah. Those saints just say it's a, a, a peace that passes all understanding. And he said that guards your heart and mind by Christ. Not only does it guard you, it gives rest to your heart where you are, you're not fretting, you're not walking in fear, you're not living in helplessness, yes. and your mind, you're not ooh, flipping your pillow over at night, wondering what's going to happen, oh, how this going to happen, oh, what they're going to do, they sure need to do something. No, the Bible said that when we take the word and we mix the word with faith, it gives us the ability to enter into rest a peace and that rest of that peace guards us. Yeah. It's like uh, 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 the, the armored division comes stands up in front of your heart and you don't fret anymore. Whew. So verse 3, for we which believe do enter into rest as he said, as I have sworn in my right, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world, for he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise. And God did rest the seventh day from all his works. And in this place again, if they shall enter in my rest, it's going to happen again. God is going to settle in his rest. God has set a time where we will enter into an eternal rest. But while we're living on this earth, all the opposing foes and factors that are taking place in this world come to ruffle us. They come to challenge our faith because that's what your enemy wants to do. Mm -hmm. If he can challenge your faith to where your faith gets shaken, mm -hmm. you're not walking the faith walk. You're walking the doubt walk. You're walking the fear walk. You're walking the anxiety walk. You're walking the OCD and the ACD and the ABC and the EFG. You're walking all the walks that does not relate or does not substantiate what the word of God says. Our lives as believers, when we are living the faith walk, people can see our life and say, they, they, they see our actions and know that we are people of faith. Before we say it, because see, you can say it and don't live it. But faith walk is a lifestyle walk. Our life walk must display faith actions throughout our life. Every day we wake up, when we go to our jobs, it's a faith walk. When we wake up, get out of our beds, it's a faith walk. When, we, when, we, when we're believing God for something great or small, it's a faith walk. When we... When, when we go out the door, we don't think twice that there won't be somebody on the other side with a gun as soon as we open that kill. We don't, no, we walk out and get in our car and crank it up and pull off. True. Because we know that God has us. Yeah. He's covering us. He's keeping us. He's protecting us. But brother, how can God, we said we know that God is doing all that and all these people got killed this weekend. Well, he's still God. It doesn't change who he is. It doesn't change that he's all powerful. It doesn't change that he's El Shaddai. It doesn't change that he is Jehovah Sikhanu, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, 
All of that doesn't change who God is. It just means that Satan had an occasion and he took it. We have to, as believers, let me pull up my notes. We have to, as believers, know that as we live in this world, we are subject to the things that take place. In, we are not subject. We are influenced. We are affected by the things that take place in the world, but we are not governed by those things. Mm -hmm. We are governed by the world, excuse me, by the word of God. Mm -hmm. That's what we're governed by. Yes. And because we're governed by the word of God, we don't do what everybody else who is not governed by the word of God does. Our light should always shine bright and point others to Jesus Christ. John the Baptist said after 400 years of silence he was the only voice or the next voice that the nation of Israel heard was John the Baptist. He was prophesied by the prophet Isaiah and he came preceded the birth of Jesus Christ. John's mission was to, to pre-broadcast the Savior of the world. And all he did was go out and say what? Repent. Mm -hmm. Repent. For the kingdom of God is at hand. Yes. One scripture says, make strength his path. Repent. For the kingdom of God is at hand. Make strafe his path. John spoke it then, mm -hmm. but we as believers and those who name the name of Christ should be saying the same thing. It's time to repent. It's time to turn back to God. He is the only one that can change the hearts of men and women, men who have hateful thoughts, men who have racist, racist thoughts, men who have things that taking place in their thoughts that want to do harm to others mm -hmm. and people sit and they say what happened in this there is be as a result of the president well that's not that's not true I'm not going to say that's not necessarily true it's not true it is, it is a scapegoat they don't want to put blame where blame should be it is a result of somebody who had hate in his heart and he wanted to do other people harm that's mm -hmm. the issue but other than that, our heart still, whatever the reason, needs to be turned to God. Because in Him we live, in Him we move, we operate, we breathe, we do the things that we do. Yeah, yeah. And in Him we have our being, we have our existence. Exactly. We live in Him, we move in Him, and we have our existence in Him, the believer. Amen. Not what. The reality of it, the unbeliever has it. They just don't believe in it. They just live in unbelief. It's for them, but they don't receive it because they haven't accepted it. The moment they accept it, then they end there. Turn to 1 Peter 5. As we live and walk in, in our faith walk, 
I wrote here, as we get closer to the end of this series, I just want to take the time to remind you that as you continue the lifestyle of a faith walker, your enemy is constantly looking for opportunity to derail you. That's his job. He wants to derail you. It is up to you to be aware of the tactics he uses against you. Not my, not not against me, not against Trina, but it's up to you. If you have to be cautious or constantly aware of what your enemy is using to derail you, you have to be aware of the tactics. And he won't use tactics that are not attractive to you. He will only use stuff that's going to get or has the ability to get your attention. That's what he uses. See, he's not going to bring me a popcorn ball and tempt me with popcorn balls if I'm wearing braces. Because if I wear braces, I can't eat popcorn balls. So he's not going to tempt me with popcorn balls. No, no, he's going to tempt me with a chocolate shake or a vanilla shake. He's going to tempt me with a chocolate shake with whipped cream on top, with a cherry on top, sprinkled with caramel. Because he knows that's what is attractive. Your enemy studies you. He knows you because you've been walking with him forever. How long? You came into before you came into Christ. He knows your weaknesses. He knows what gets your attention. He turns that around and uses that against you. You've gone to the altar. You've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And Satan is standing back with his own fold and saying, Yeah, but I know what his weaknesses are. And he turns it when you turn around. He is already countering up a scheme to derail you back to where you were before you went to the altar. This life requires faith every step of the way so that you can understand that you have been empowered to resist your enemy, the enemy. You have been given insight. You have been given the ability to see his tricks before they happen. Well, how is that, brother? Well, one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit is to to reveal to you things to where you won't be caught off guard. Uh -huh. He gives you the ability, it's called discernment, mm -hmm. to see things before they happen. Mm -hmm. And you, the believer, it's all faith. You, you cannot operate in the gifts of discernment if you don't have faith to believe that, first of all, the gift of discernment is yours. And the gift of discernment works. If you don't believe in that, you will never have it. You won't have the benefit of it. But you, as the believer who is walking the faith life, be aware that he's going to use tactics against you that will only get your attention. You have to be aware of the manner that he approaches you. It is key to your survival as a believer. In this life, he taunts he waves things before us. He keeps comments and topics and incites things that take place in our community to get us ruffled, to get us from praying, to get us from 
unifying, to get us from um, fasting together, from forget to get us from fellowshipping together. Why? Because we all have these different beliefs, and we don't want to hang around with people with this with certain type of beliefs because it's going to open up an opportunity to have an argument between us. So he has accomplished his objective. Many times we're caught off by the enemy, by the good appearances of his weaponry. See, I'm talking to you about the faith walk and how your enemy, in all your faith walking, he's still looking for opportunity to come and snatch you. He's, I, I wrote here that you, many times we're caught off guard by the good appearances of his weaponry, mm -hmm. the weapons that he used, the tactics that he used, they look harmless, right? But once you indulge in it, mm -hmm. you'll find yourself bound, addicted, and on the road to death. Unbelief. Mm -hmm. Because he entices you with the things that entice you, that are attractive to you and if you are not aware you will be caught in a snare. First mm -hmm. Peter 5 and 8 says be sober be vigilant be sober I was reading earlier it said be calm and collected oh, praise him be calm and collected. That's what sober means. Mm -hmm. Some of you might say sober. Well, I'm not drunk, so I can think straight. Well, there it is. Calm and collected. Be calm and collected. Be vigilant. Be on top of it. Be alert. Be aware. Be attentive. Because what? Your adversary, your adversary, the devil, not John, not President Trump, not the representatives, not Jimmy, not Henry. They are not your adversary. Those are not the ones that's causing all this shambles. It is the enemy, Satan, who is causing all this stuff in the earth. It is your enemy who is causing all this stuff in your home. It is not him. It is not your boyfriend. It is not your husband. It is your adversary. The Greek meaning, the meaning to that is, is your uh, the person who filed a lawsuit against you. Your adversary. Uh. <laughs> the opposer in a lawsuit is your adversary. He's standing there lying and trying to get his point across to the judge, and you standing there speaking the truth, trying to get your point up to the to the judge. And every time you speak truth, he come back with a lie. And every time he say something, it's always a lie. It is your adversary. His job is to keep things to being disruptive in your life. And the only thing that can stop it is a wise believer who is aware that is the enemy. By faith, right? That is the enemy doing the things that are taking place in your life. And you are dealing with him as such. Your enemy. Mama. You can't look at your mate and say, it's your fault that this is like this. No, y'all need to grab hands and say, Satan, yeah. the Lord rebuke you. 
We come again. You will not create disruptiveness in our home. When you start doing that, you and the wife going to be closer mm -hmm. and the enemy going to realize he can't keep coming knocking on your door. Why? These are people of faith. They believe what the word says. Exactly. They know that if I hear the word, I tremble when I hear the word of God. Yes. Amen. Don't you tired of trembling? Make the enemy tremble. Thank <laughs> you.